0: Father, thank you that you hear and you answer our prayer. Thank you that we can take these requests to you and, Lord, pray according to the promises of your word and and know that we're heard and know that that you have it and you're going to work these things out uh, in your time in a way that is good. Uh, You do all things well, Lord. We pray that every answer to prayer, give us eyes to see it and give us wisdom to give you glory over it. Lord, I do ask that you'd bless our time together tonight as we consider the seventh ministry principle and help us to be, um, even as we discussed in setting up the prayer requests, we, we, Lord, we do pray for MBT, that our members would not just be attenders, that we wouldn't play at church, that we wouldn't play at, at Christianity, that we wouldn't pretend by, by, by putting on some form of godliness uh, where there's no reality. Lord, help us to be disciples indeed. Help us to follow you, not according to what we think or feel or what our circumstances demand, but according to your word. Lord, help us to be a people that, 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 that love to set at Jesus' feet. Uh, that love your word, that love to hear from you, that, that love to spend time with you. Lord, I pray that every member, uh, that we grow in our relationship with you. Lord, uh, we live in an information age and <laughs> you know people love knowing facts about things and they love having information. Uh, what, a, what a terrible thing if we're people who know a lot about you but we don't know you. Uh, Lord, help us to grow in our relationship with you and be glorified, we pray, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're walking through the ministry principles, and tonight we're looking at ministry principle number seven, and number seven says we're always training leaders. We have to do this. We have to always train leaders because where are the leaders gonna come from? Where do our Bible study leaders come from? Where do our disciples come from? Oh, you want the handout tonight. Okay, because I want you to have a couple of these charts. And so if you didn't get your, okay, down front people are repenting. Um, they need handouts. Okay, uh, let's get those. And and they're online. You can, you can get it digitally. So, you know, where are these ministry leaders going to come from? Where are these pastors going to come from? Where are the missionaries, where are they going to come from? I mean, do we just order them at Walmart? Bro, I put that in for you. (laughs) You order them from Costco, online at Amazon? I mean, where where do you go to get them? Who's gonna train up the leaders that we need, right? Who are gonna train up the, the leaders that we need to lead God's people? I mean, think about it. If we're sending missionaries, that means we're losing leaders. Well, who's gonna, who's gonna train up the leaders that replace them? I mean, who's gonna take, who's gonna take, who's gonna take, who, who is gonna take Andrew Wong's place? He's getting ready to leave. It's horrible and awesome all at the same time. Who's gonna take his place? Who can? You know, in Genesis chapter one, you see this principle. Everything reproduces after its kind. The only fruit you're gonna get off an apple tree is an apple. Now, you can not get rotten fruit, right? You can get blighted fruit off an apple tree, but it's gonna produce apples. And when those apples hit the ground, the tree that comes up, it's gonna be a, it's only gonna be an apple tree. You can't get a pecan tree out of an apple tree, no matter how bad you want it. Okay, everything, you're never gonna get a cat out of a squirrel, you might get a squirrel out of a cat. Highly processed, okay, that can happen. But uh, that's gross. So anyway, I had to throw that in there because I have a reputation for using bathroom, bathroom humor and you've not actually heard any of it out of me in over a year, contrary to what everybody says, and so I'm throwing it in, just so you know I haven't lost my touch. Okay, you can get, you can get a squirrel out of a cat. Okay, but you can't, I mean, you can't get a cat out of a squirrel, it's not really gonna happen. Everything reproduces after it's kind. The training has to happen here, because what's gonna happen when I die? Who's gonna replace me? You're Just gonna, just gonna put out an, a, an ad, uh, hire some, hire some, uh, hire some headhunters to go find you a pastor, and then they'll come in with with a new mission, vision, and direction for the church. Maybe they'll bring a prosperity gospel. How's that gonna go over? (laughs) I hope that doesn't go over at all. (laughs) See, churches are best equipped to produce the leadership for reproduction of other local churches. Uh, the churches are the best engines of producing leadership to see ministry multiplied within the local church ministry. So MBT is committed to the training up of leaders. This has to happen here. We have to do this. And so training leaders, that's not just some activity that takes place on a weekly calendar. Okay, it's leadership training time, and we, you know, we, we, we have a, a class for an hour and a half. Uh, We do do classes, we we have classes to train leaders, but not as just a ministry activity in and of itself, okay? What we aim to do, we do that, but we also aim to do it, um, it's called on-the-job training, right? That's a very effective way to train people. Uh, You train them on the job, you train them while they're working. So you wanna train somebody in the work? Well, you put them to work. And so get this down in your notes. Okay, we train as people serve in ministry. And so here's here's the message. As the training of leaders takes place, the work of the ministry is getting done. And the opposite is true, right? As the work of the ministry is getting done, well, the training of leaders is taking place. And so what do we have then? If 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 we're training, if we're leading people in ministry, and, and if While we're leading people in ministry, if we're also training the growing leaders to minister with us, to lead with us, what do you have? Well, you have a Paul-Timothy relationship. This is why you'll hear us say this uh, regularly from time to time, okay? Um, Every Timothy should have a Paul, and every Paul should have a Timothy. If you want to make it Titus, that's fine. Okay, every Titus should have a Paul, uh, every Paul should have a Titus or every Pauline should have a tammy and every Tammy should have a Pauline. okay right who is your disciple? who is your leader and who are you leading that's that's really what we're aiming at. Um, these aren't just relationships where instruction alone takes place it's training and leadership through an apprentice model that's what we're trusting the Lord for here at MBT we want to as we put people to work in ministry, we're training them to lead others to do the same. And we do that through ministry. Yeah, we have classes and we have instruction. There's information that's given, but it's done in the context of on-the-job training. That's our approach. So our Thames are trained up by our Pauls. And so whether the Tim is sent out as a new missionary or part of a new church plant, well, we still got a functioning leader in place here. Or if Paul moves on, well, Tim takes his place and, and we, go, we, we just go from strength to strength. We go from faith to faith. Um, you know, if we, send every, if we send all of our leaders out to start churches, well, then MBT will implode, right? We want to trust the Lord to multiply leadership. We want to trust the Lord to go from strength to strength. Our prayer is that one of our key leaders will absolutely be you. And again, I'm just talking to you. I'm not talking to the person sitting next to you. You you feel me? That you, I'm trying to make eye contact with everybody. You, I'm not talking about them, you. I mean you, I'm not talking about them. You, You, I'm not talking about them. Our prayer is that you'll be one of those key leaders. This is why, you know, we, I, I know it seems like every announcement, we do announcements on Sunday, and we do announcements on Tuesday night, and almost every time we do announcements, what's what's one of the announcements? Enrollment is open at LFBI, you know? And it's almost like, well, if it's always open, why do we have to announce it? Can we just like, you know? Uh well, we kind of have to do it. Um, that, you know, that, those first two classes in LFBI, Foundations 2 and 3, they're critical because training people as leaders, um, we can't just have leaders because they're awesome administratively or they're good financially or whatever. Okay, they're, they're, they're brilliant tactically. No, the character and spiritual qualities of the minister are, are paramount. Those have to be in place if you're gonna be effective in leadership. And then the philosophy of ministry in Foundations 3. Critical. I mean, this is our approach to ministry, our approach to Bible study. We cover all of that. That's the, it's a major introduction in Foundations 3. Um, if you haven't taken those classes, um, that's next on your bucket list. If you're being discipled, you wanna continue in Foundations 2 and 3. Now, when we talk about leadership, I've done this before in Vision Updates, but I wanna make sure we're clear, okay? Uh, There are some specific um, leadership roles that have titles. This is true in any local church. Uh, And so we'll just do a quick overview of these different roles. There's obviously the the role or the, 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 the title of pastor. And pastor really has a fourfold role. And so you want to get this down in your notes. Uh, one of the names for pastor is shepherd. A shepherd leads and cares for a flock, right? So a, a, a pastor as a shepherd, he is an under shepherd to the Lord Jesus Christ. But he has the oversight, he's got the care of the church flock in mind. And then another name for pastor, another title, is bishop. Bishop would be uh, an administrative title for a pastor. Uh, the bishop function is the function of oversight, ministry oversight. Um, here at MBT, the way I would function as a bishop would be—you know—it's you don't call me bishop, Miles. Okay, that's my name is Sam. But I have that responsibility, so I preside over our our board of directors, right? I set the the, the general big picture administrative agenda. Another name for pastor is elder. Uh, the elders are the teaching, administrative, tactical, practical leaders, and they function as father figures. Um, many we've got many growing elders here at MBT. They function in a fatherly way, teaching, uh, leading, administrating, helping to grow. Uh, they're brothers and sisters, and then you know the last name for pastor is pastor, and, and that's really the role where um, the, the pastor represents the church to God and God to the church. And we go through that in our pastoral procedures class in some depth in LFBI. Uh, so we have pastors as leaders. We've got board uh, directors in our board. Uh, our, our board director is an MBT deacon or elder, no matter what, they have to meet the qualifications for a deacon in order to serve as a director here at MBT. And the board exists to facilitate the uh, and serve the office of pastor, but they also function to protect the integrity of the church. One of the critical roles is the board um, act, uh, actually actually, um, they set the, they, they provide the financial oversight. They set the budget for our local church ministry every year. And they do that to facilitate, to support the ministry vision of MBT. So we got pastor, uh, director, board of, uh, board director. We got deacon. Uh, we just installed a bunch of deacons. They're, they're in the process of getting organized. Um, but uh, the, the same thing with the deacon. It, you read Acts chapter six, the deacon functions to support the pastoral office uh, by supporting the physical needs of the church body. And so they work together, but they also work with the membership to um, recruit, employ, and direct the, the members of the church to meet the needs of the church. And then we've got people that function as ministry leaders, right? And they're supporting the mission and vision of MBT through different ways, right? You've got, you've got Bible study leaders, disciples, ministry, you know, there are different ministry functions that require leadership. Um, and so we can just use the general term leader. And then staff, we've got staff members, okay? A staff member obviously is a paid leader and the staff functions to support the rest of the leaders, right? We need some people that can function to, to support the group as a whole, and, and so that would be your paid staff. Here is the most critical leader that's often overlooked, and that's your church member. Uh, a member should function as a leader, right? This is all of us, because my Bible tells me that we're, co, we're co in, the, in terms of the ministry, we're co-laborers. We serve together, uh, 1 Corinthians 3.9. We are laborers together with God. You're God's husbandry, you're God's building. So this is why our motto, one of the mottos that we, we have here at MBT is every member, a minister, right? Every member needs to learn the word of God for themselves. You need to know this book. And then you need to know how to use it in the lives of people. And this is a church, so help us God by His grace, we aim to equip every member to know the word of God and to use it in ministry in the lives of people. You can learn your Bible here, and you can learn how to use it. That's what we're trusting the Lord for. Now, we're looking for leaders in all the right places. This is why this is just one of nine ministry principles. Okay, somebody that's gonna be effective as a leader they're gonna recognize who we are and what we're doing in terms of our ministry, vision, and direction. Uh, to have a leader that says we're not, we're, not so, we're not so interested in making disciples in our ministry. Well, guess what? You just went rogue. And you're undermining the mission, vision, and direction of our church. Well, other groups, they're focused on, no, everything that we're doing. If, it, if we can't see how it's supporting, it may not be directly involved in making disciples, but it's not getting in the way. It's facilitating, it's supporting, it's enhancing our ability to make disciples. If it's not doing that, do something else. Uh, let's do the things that, pro- that promote and provoke the ministry that we see in God's word. Now, on the back of your handout, there's a couple charts here. This is a very large topic, okay, and I knew I was only gonna have a few minutes to cover it, and so I wanna recommend a message to you from uh, one of our mission-focused conferences. I think it was three, three years ago, no more than four years ago. I did a session in the morning sessions on how we develop leaders here at MBT. Um, Brandon, can we get that, can, can you make sure that that message gets in the email this week? So we put a link to that message so that all of our members have that. And, and we went through this in some depth, how we uh, trust the Lord to, to train and, 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 and build and develop leaders. Uh, this chart, in your, this first chart in your notes, it's also in the lobby. We want everybody to see it um, all the time, okay? Um, right now, you're on pace to seeing it twice a week. Once on Sunday, once on Tuesday. Every once in a while, just go stop at that, uh, that chart in the lobby and, and where are you at on this path to spiritual growth? Uh, what's your next step in your spiritual growth? What's your next step in your development as a leader? Uh, so we just went, for those of you here tonight, we just went from seeing this chart twice a week to now you can see it every day of your life if you want. Uh, you've got the handout, okay. So here's how this works, uh, you, you see in your notes right below the chart, um, we've got it shown in terms of phases, okay, so so we have, a, before we pair anybody up for discipleship, we make you take a cost of discipleship class. We want you to spend some time in Luke 14 and 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 force you to count the cost because a lot of people say, uh, you know, because you know, we're promoting discipleship all the time, people are like, I want to be a disciple. Um, well, let's see, okay, what did Jesus say? Ultimately, here's the rub, until you're ready to lay down your life, I'm gonna follow Jesus according to his word no matter what, no matter who, right? No matter circumstance, no matter relationship, Jesus, what he says comes first. Until you're ready to lay down your life, take up your cross and follow Christ according to his word, well, you're not, you're not ready to be a disciple, um, we have Bible studies. This is another way that people on-ramp. Um, many times a Bible study uh, can turn into discipleship. Uh, somebody comes to Christ and, and uh, the, 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 the Bible study turns into a discipleship relationship. Um, joining our church, joining a, a Sunday fellowship, Uh, going to the new members class, these things don't necessarily have to happen in any set order, okay? That's why I put that chart below the path to growth. Uh, But the general, the general, in terms of phasing out a person's spiritual growth, in terms of their training, there is an introductory set of biblical topics, right? Bible studies that you need to have under your belt. Um, We call that discipleship one or foundations, right? Uh, 18 lessons, 18 topics that are just foundational in terms of knowing your Bible, knowing the relationship that you have with God, God's people, and what we're doing in ministry, right? That's the introduction to everything that we do. And then from there, phase two, you start getting trained. You've just been ministered to, well you now need to learn how to pass that on and so that's Foundations two and three. And then that phases right into the Living Faith Bible Institute. We set up the Living Faith Bible Institute into two broad categories of classes. Okay, you'll hear us talking or you'll see it on the website. Go to lfbi.org and you can see all of this. The curriculum is laid out. And we have a section called Essentials and then leadership prep. Um, Every member of MBT, go through Foundations 2 and 3. Go through the Essentials courses because that will take you through your Bible from cover to cover. It'll make sure you're straight doctrinally and you'll have the introduction, You'll you'll have the tools to know how to use it in the lives of people. The other half of the curriculum is all leadership development. Okay, and this is where we do the, the leadership training, the pastoral prep, missions uh, training and prep. Uh, that would be in the second half of instruction. Uh, if you're just starting out in studying the Word for yourself, prioritize, right, foundations, discipleship one, foundations two and three, that's the ministry philosophy introduction part, and then the essentials walk through your Bible with us from Genesis to Revelation. We cover a couple of hard books, uh, Acts and Hebrews. Matthew, I think it's, in Foundations, no. In Foundations, it's Acts and Hebrews. Uh, I think in Pastoral Prep, it's Matthew. But um, we cover a couple books that people get messed up on frequently. And then we cover a couple of foundational books, Genesis and Romans, okay, in, in essentials. But then we do a Bible survey, where we, we take you in some depth into every book of the Bible. Um, but then from there, I mean, once you've got once you've got essentials under your belt, why stop? Why stop there? Get your get your associate's degree from LFBi, forty dollars a credit hour. Um, Nobody's getting rich off of LFBI. <laughs> it runs on a lot of volunteer hours, okay? But you'll be rich. You'll be rich in the word of God. You'll be rich in a philosophy of ministry that's fruitful. You'll be so, you'll be so blessed, you'll be so rich. Um, it can't just be head knowledge, though, right? It can't, it can't just be knowing Uh, all the right things about the Bible, all the right things about God. You have to be fruitful. What's the point of knowing your Bible if you can't encourage someone with it, if you can't direct someone with it, if you can't lead somebody to Christ with it? You may know the gospel inside and out. You may know how to present the gospel brilliantly, but without an anointing on your life, What impact are you gonna have in the lives of people? I can't make anybody feel conviction of sin. I can't make anybody see the truth of scripture, to see the glorious hope and power of the gospel. I can't make anybody have eyes to see that. I can't make anybody want to matter for Christ's kingdom. I can't make anybody do anything. Um, My, actually, the the only influence and authority that I have over you It's all voluntary on your part. I mean, at the end of the day, I can't make you do anything. Oh, but man, God could use me to mess you, I mean, mess you up, (laughs) right? I need, this is all of us. We need so desperately for God to work in and through us. That's critical. Okay, so what has to happen then is you have to have a faith proposition that says, God wants to use me in the lives of people, Like you have to come to that place. God, like you have to be able to know in your knower, you have to, I mean it's in scripture, okay? You just have to believe it. You have to believe scripture and now you know in your knower, God wants to use me in the lives of people. Well, okay, if he's gonna use you in the lives of people, that means you need to actually know what to do. You need to know what to say. You need to know how to engage the lives of people for God's glory because let me tell you something, if you play at it, this is something you're faking you, you fake it till you make it kind of thing, right? Uh, you can mess people up. I, man, people, get, people give horrible counsel all the time in Jesus name. People give just wicked advice in Jesus name and you couldn't find that advice I mean you couldn't find, you couldn't find that counsel or that advice scripturally to save your life. It's like Yeah, you're pretty broke, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how you could think about tithing. Maybe you know, just maybe write, an owe you to to Jesus." I that's actually happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, you can't afford to get married right now. Uh, you're doing the yeah, no, you know, God knows your heart. He knows you, He knows you love Him and you love each other. In the 80s, we had, this, we had this phrase, gag me with a spoon. That's terrible. But people have given that, I mean, you're just like, that, that's so crazy that nobody does that. No, that happens, okay? I pray that we're biblically literate enough that that would never happen at MBT, okay? And if it does happen at MBT, I pray I find out, and then I'm coming for you! No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> You have, like, okay, so God wants to use me in the lives of people. So I need to know right, but I also need to do right. Okay, and so this is this last chart. And we don't have time to cover it in depth. This is a chart that was developed by our MBT family of pastors. From the various local churches that that MBT started, we come together once a year in November, and we have a pastors' retreat together. And we just we basically just charted out what we're doing in ministry. And on the left side of that chart, it's all about winning a soul. And then after that, we're discipling them. And so on the left half, most of the investment is being it's it's taking place in my life and taking place in your life. But on the right hand of the chart, now you have to step out and get to work with your disciple or with your Bible study leader, with your pastor and start serving with them and reaching others, right? And so now you're investing, right? On the, on the left hand of the chart, you're being invested in, uh, you're, being, you're being taught, but at the point you're being discipled, moving forward, you're you're now beginning to apprentice in ministry. You're being mentored in ministry. And then you get to the place where you're now apprenticing and mentoring others. And so, you know, the idea is, you know, we don't wanna just win people to Christ. Eventually, we want them leading, pastoring, and mentoring, and shepherding with us. And all of that takes place as we engage. Okay, so, if God wants to use me in the lives of people, and I believe that. Okay, I need to know what's right, but I also need to, to I actually, I actually need to start engaging the lives of people. I can't do that in a way that's right in my own eyes. I can't just do that willy-nilly. Oh, what I do is I join a Bible study. I start working with the Bible study leader uh, to support that Bible study leader. Right? I get trained in the philosophy and ministry of discipleship and I join with a discipler, I apprentice with a disciple and I start helping them disciple someone else. In other words, God wants to use me in the lives of people. I'm just waiting for it to happen. I'm just, I'm just waiting for a, you know, it's like, a, it's like you got saved three weeks ago. I know, okay pastor, I hear what you're saying. God wants to use me in the lives of people. I'm gonna get my resume out to churches and we'll see who hires me. Nope, that's not the route. Start serving with us here. Start being faithful here. Start engaging with us here. If God wants to use you in the lives of people, get full of faith and actually engage. Join with us in ministry. Join with us in ministry service. Sign up for the hospitality team. Join the children's ministry. Help student ministry, right? Join the security team. But don't stop there. Join with another leader in getting the Bible open with someone that needs to hear good news. Is this making sense? Engage! You'll never be a leader until you actually get invested in the life of another person. That's the only way that it works. There are so many people that that need you, right? And I'm not saying that everybody's need is your personal responsibility, right? It takes the whole church. But if you'll do that, if you'll, just, if you'll just get invested in the life of another person and let God use you to encourage them, to counsel them, to train them up in the way that they should go, well then, man, Katie, bar the door. Who knows where it'll end? We may be sending you to some place like Vietnam. We may be sending you across town or across country. I don't know. You know, all of that's up to the Holy Spirit. This church has to train leaders. If we don't train leaders, uh, if we don't start churches, if we don't send missionaries, who's going to do it? I mean, you know most of the philosophy, most of the approach, the, the, the common thinking about the expansion of God's kingdom through planting local churches, you know it's all done through marketing now, right? They, they, they do big marketing campaigns and they, they, they gather a lot of capital and they build a nice facility, a nice building, and they hire a bunch of professionals They market the community, market to the community, and then they they get ready for the big show on Sunday, and hopefully people come back. Do you get that? I mean, that's what's happening in in terms of the Western church. That's what's happening all over the place. Who are the people that are gonna go one soul at a time and trust the Lord to get their Bible open with them, one salvation at a time, one disciple at a time, and build local churches to the glory of God? If you don't do that, then not much of that's gonna happen. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name and I pray for my brothers and sisters. Help each of us to see that God, this is the mission. You do wanna use us in the lives of people. Uh, there, are, there are people tonight that need to finally wake up to the call that, that God, you wanna use them to disciple. You wanna use them to lead a Bible study. You wanna use them to be a deacon, to be a pastor, to be a missionary. Lord, help them to hear it. Lord, so many today are are lazy. We just wanna be entertained. We don't wanna study to show ourselves approved unto you. Lord, help us to count the cost. Help us to engage fully in the work of being equipped. Lord, I pray that we'd be a local church, that would be fruitful and multiply to your glory. I ask it all in Jesus' name, amen.